This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Anyways, I'm sick of talking about that. Yeah, movie. I'm over I can't it. do it I'm anymore. I'm getting it let's talk. Let's talk about fucking Dinjarin. All right. Oh, spoiler. By the way, spoilers. It's okay. I knew his name was Dinjarin <laughs> fucking months ago. The best Pedro part, Pascal can't fucking keep his mouth shut. The best part about that, uh, the whole thing um, with it, like Pedro Pascal playing him, I literally saw a fucking article pop up on my Google News feed saying exclusive first look at the Mandalorian without his helmet, and it's just a photo of Pedro Pascal. It's, it's nice. just a photo of his face. It's like, have you not seen one of the biggest, like, one of the most popular TV shows of all time? Guess what? Spoiler, he's in it. You've already yeah. seen his face. That's what he looks like. And then, like, you know, spoiler alert, you do see his face in the show. Is Pedro, is Pedro Pascal. I feel like, but of course, as, like, Rise of Skywalker spoilers, we're going to just talk about it right away. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the finale, though, let's, let's go back. Let's mm-hmm. go through... The plot, all that kind of stuff. Not explaining the plot, but like just go through. We'll go through the episodes. I have the episode list up in front of me in case we need to refer to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the pilot, where by, at the end of the pilot is when he meets uh, Baby Yoda. Yep, I fucking love the pilot. I thought it was great. It was great. I thought the first I thought the first episode was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like um, the fact I, that they spent pretty much the entire first episode just establishing the world that they're in. Yeah. Which is and good establishing because, Mandalorians too. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like too often with Star Wars, they rely too much on the fact that it's Star Wars and everyone knows it. But in this yeah. one, they went, let's actually take a step back. Let's let's you know, spend an entire episode just constructing look this is the this is the type of world that we're in this is the era of star wars that we're in this is how shit's going down yeah and then they they wait until the very end to hook you in to like and this is the plot yeah i love that i thought that was fantastic great first episode of a television show yeah it was it was fantastic and it was um i i thought it was like handled really well too um they dive super deep into um mandalorian lore which is just awesome mm-hmm. the like the like anything mandalorian related in star wars lore is normally fucking fantastic oh the, in my opinion they're more interesting than the jedi they're, i love they're the mandalorian so they're, much more interesting than, than the jedi so great so um, i love the fact that they they took their time and and you know dove into some mandalorian goodness totally also this is the way and i have spoken yep are two great memes that came out of that first episode yeah um i am more of a this is the way fan because i'm also a big fan of do you know the way so and you can like, blend them yeah you so can it's blend a good them. meme blend um you get intro you get introduced to two one of the things i really like about the show too which is something that i'll, I'll bring up again later on is as the show progresses they introduce more side characters that I honestly thought when the episodes were over, I was like, okay, I guess we're not going to see them again because the next episode starts and it's a new story. Yep. It's, it's a new story from the get go and you don't see those characters except for Mandalorian. Um, I 
found out his name is Grief Karga, which is um, uh, the guy he gets his jobs from. Yep. Uh, you know, Werner Herzog's character, the guy who gives him the job, and then the the, the other Mandalorians, mm-hmm. especially the um, leader of the tribe of Mandalorians. But you, you th- I started getting this thought where I'm like, okay, I guess they're just doing one-off characters, and they'll use that as a vehicle for cameos in the future. But then when the second-to-last episode comes up, and he then starts going through and picking up all those characters, I was like, I see what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. They're building a crew. That's yeah, what they're it was, doing. It was a brilliant use of a fairly traditional Western trope, which this totally. show does a lot of. Like the show, yeah. I mean, it's no secret that it's it's literally it's, just trying to be a Star Wars Western. Oh yeah, it which, fucking it bleeds Western, mm-hmm. and I love it. And it's it. brilliant. Like I, I really enjoy it. Now I will say, like for me, I wasn't ho- like I was hoping that the show wasn't going to be. Just a Star Wars Western because, you know, we've become super accustomed to basically like what's being dubbed as like the super movie type shows where it's just one long continuous story without, you know, like you have to watch the last episode to understand what's happening in this episode. This show is very much not like that. Yeah. You can like it's not like you can skip an episode, I don't think, but each episode kind of is itself like its own self-contained story until like the second and last episode. I would say there's maybe an episode or two that you could get away with skipping. I think, I think I I very specifically have three that in my opinion could be completely cut. One of them is my favorite episode of the show, but which overall completely relevant to the overall plot. Uh, My favorite episode is chapter six, the prisoner but fuck yeah you that is com- the best episode yeah but you could cut that uh, you could cut that dude, from the show you could totally still cut sense. that episode but it's so it's fucking so good, good though dude. holy <laughs> shit so much oh my god it's such a good episode fucking bill burr my boy anyways yeah literally um, in, my, in my list of uh good for the mandalorian it just says bill burr <laughs> dude he was so <laughs> good so in good. that show i love like burr. i was genuinely surprised because like i know that he can act you know he's okay you both breaking have bad. seen breaking bad yeah. um he's better in comedic acting roles like f is for family he's really good in that show but like dude this guy like for a guy who doesn't really care about sci-fi shit he fucking came to play in that show yeah he must got a fucking payday too because i know he doesn't give a shit about that like this type of stuff so well like that's the funny thing like i I was I, i was watching this video where he was talking about it it was before his episode aired and he was like i can't really talk much about the plot and like they were asking how it is now being like a part of the like part of like this like the sci-fi pop culture you know side of things because he's mostly been a sports guy his whole life and he was talking about because it was like i said it was before his episode came out i can imagine his opinion probably stays the same because people have been like just showering him with with uh praise Mm -hmm. since the episode came out but he was talking about how surprised he was when it comes to the um like the you know the i'm just gonna use the term the nerd like fan base like that kind of like you know realm of things like star wars and shit where he's like you know he's like oh yeah like i i watched the movies but not until i was basically an adult and he's like he's talking about how he's been to like sports games and conventions, all that kind of stuff before where people are like, kind of like dude, bro douches. And he's like, but the most, he's like, 
the nicest pe- fans he says that he's ever met is by going to cons after he was revealed to be in a later episode of uh, the Mandalorian and that people have been like super nice about him. And he mm-hmm. says that he, he plans on staying and hopefully doing more sci-fi stuff in the future, which is awesome. Cause you know, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know if you know this, I'm a big fan of Bill Burr, but <laughs> uh, definitely yeah, like episode, my top three five. favorite comedians. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought his episode was great. Um, um, but yeah, overall I'd say, like obviously it's a really really good show like i you know mm-hmm. that just kind of goes without saying but i i do have to say one one huge negative for me is even though i liked episode six the prisoner it's my favorite episode the middle fucking dragged a lot yeah like like the middle of the episode or middle of the show no the middle of the show episode four oh, okay. five and six totally agree even though six is my favorite episode to me, having three episodes in a row that don't handle the main plot, what are you doing? You can't do that. Like, especially yeah. with Sanctuary, which is, in my opinion, the worst episode on the show. I What's that, com- What episode, sorry? That's the the Sanctuary, the one where he's in the village. The sanctuary, okay. And yeah. that chick wants to fuck him for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that one's weird. Yeah, I don't know what the point of that is. Like, especially now after watching it, when, like, he collects the crew... Why didn't he go back to that planet and take that chick? Yeah. Because she proved she that fight. she was... A, yeah, she was a good fighter. She, fuck, she was down to fuck the whole time, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, I, I There is one thing about that episode that I did actually really... Or two things. One, I did think that... Even though I still totally agree that the middle of the show really fucking drags... Um, is in that episode, The Sanctuary, which I also would agree it's my least favorite episode... But I feel like the battle in that episode I thought was well paced and I really Mm -hmm. liked it and how they showed a smaller but bigger scale when it comes to Star Wars battles where it wasn't a a ginormous army against a ginormous army. Mm -hmm. It was a little village against an ATST, not even a full ATAT. Yeah. An ATST and a couple troops. Yeah. And it was like Not a they lot. made it look fucking intimidating with the red eyes and everything. Like they did a really good job yeah. of making that thing look fucking intimidating. Because if yeah. you just watch the movies, you're like, why is anyone afraid of those things? Just Luke Skywalker just takes them down in two seconds. Yeah. Like, but like for this, it's like they don't have someone like that. They don't have mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. They don't have a Jedi. So it's like they have to go off of their wits, basically. Yeah. You know, they have to trick it into falling into that you know, hole. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really good. And I also liked the subtle little hint to um, him with his helmet off. Yeah. Uh, I did find it kind of funny though, that like she's, she's in his room basically trying to like say, Hey, fuck, get naked and put dick in me, please. And then he's like, I can't take off my helmet. We're not allowed to. And then she walks out of the room and he immediately takes his helmet off. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. I get it, like I, visually and thematically, I, it was nice, but I just thought that I, was kind of funny. I let I let that go the moment he takes his helmet off in the finale mm-hmm. because of one line of dialogue, which was, "I cannot have another human being or living see thing. my face. Yeah, living, living thing. thing, see my face. Mm-hmm. No one could see it. See my so head it makes sense for him to take it off. My head cannon for that, Jamie, is that. <laughs> She wasn't. Uh, she hadn't left yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. So she leaves, and he takes his helmet off, 
right? And he took his helmet off because in order to take the armor off, you have to take the helmet off first. And he fucking needed to jerk off so badly because he just, <laughs> he hasn't had sex in his entire life. And he just had a girl basically begging for it. And he was like, sorry, I can't take my helmet off. And then she leaves me like, I got to jerk off. You know, that's my head cannon for that. Um, so there you go. But yeah, middle episodes definitely dragged. The Prisoner was the best episode. Mm-hmm. It also had the coolest cameos, um, both Clancy Brown as the all red horned alien mm-hmm. and Richard Aote as the android, which I really enjoyed a lot because I'm a huge fan of Richard Aote. Um, but man, they they really like. I don't know what it was, but it's like once it once the show hit episode seven, mm-hmm. the second to last episode, they're like, we made you wait three episodes in a row mm-hmm. of no plot. And Here now go. we're going to shove all of the plot down your throat and you're going to like it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> episode seven was fucking baller, dude. Dude. It was so good. Yeah, like I say, obviously, Episode 6, Prisoner, is my favorite episode. But, man, it is close to Episode 7 and Episode 8. Like, those yeah, two episodes great. are so insanely good. It made me so mad that, um, like, because the, the way they did the release was a little weird, where Episode 7 yeah. came out a Wednesday, and then Episode 8 didn't come out until the following Friday. So you had to wait yeah. nine days for an episode. For them to do that with those two episodes specifically, fuck off. <laughs> like, but, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. But here's want, the thing: I didn't want to wait at all for the next episode after that. But here's the thing, and here's why I think they still do it anyways. Are you still gonna fucking watch it anyways? Hundred oh, percent. Come on, were you exactly? Just not watch they it? know. I was annoyed too. Yeah. But the second episode eight came out, dude. Dude, I I Man. watched episode seven. Like super early in the morning because mm-hmm. I had to work an opening shift that day. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm watching it before I go to work. Dude, episodes seven and eight were so good. Man, I sat, I, I got to work an hour early and just sat. I sat in a chair in the corner watching the episode before my shift because like, like I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to watch it. I had to watch it. it is it just me or does it feel like it's been longer since the season finale that it actually has. Yeah. I feel like, like a giant it's been hole two in my days. heart. I feel like there's a hole in my heart, you know? Spoiler for people listening. Uh, we're recording this on the 29th of December. Literally, Mandalorian only ended like two days ago. Yeah, literally two days ago. <laughs> um, and I miss okay. it. Like, I just want it back in my life again. Let's just skip all the way ahead. Because the middle episodes, like you said, it just drags a lot. You know, there is the episode The Prisoner, which is the best episode. I just say but, one one quick little shout out to the episode yeah. of the sin, that sequence when he's breaking into the uh, the the Empire holdout, and he's like oh. murking all those fools and like Werner Herzog's in there and stuff, fucking baller as a baller ass fucking part of the show. That's that's one of the things that I love about the show is that they, which is also another Western trope that they bring into the show that I really enjoy, which is yes, the main character is a fucking badass he is a complete badass Mm -hmm. but he is still only human Mm -hmm. so there are moments where he is in a fight and and any other soup souped up action movie they would 
you know, they would find their way out of it just by punching a couple people and shooting a gun twice. But it's like this character actually has to think it through, like in the first episode where it's him, um, IG-11, the bounty hunter droid, and IG-11 keeps trying to Mm self-destruct, which kept making me fucking laugh. He kept trying to self-destruct, but he eventually, eventually mentally, he had to think it through. He's like, okay, there's these many people. Oh, there's the turret over there. Okay, if I do this, this, and this, if I have the droid cover me, we might be able to make it out. Mm -hmm. And they make it out. But it wasn't like, oh, we're stuck. Blah, blah. They're good. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, they, they actually show that the character has, you know, the character has blind spots. But that's good. You know? It makes you relate and... Like, I feel like I like The Mandalorian because of reasons like that, just to, even outside of the fact that he looks fucking cool. Yeah. What, my favorite part of, like, his characterization and how they make him a super interesting character is actually in episode three when he hands Baby Yoda over to Werner Herzog and then takes the money and fucking leaves. Like... Yeah, I can't think of a show aside from like obviously a show like Breaking Bad shit like that where like the the main character is an actually bad person where they would like show like their hero character doing something like really morally wrong, but they yeah. they showed him do that he did it like before he had his little like you know turn of you know uh I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say before he has a like, re- revelation that he loves his child. He sold it to that guy. He handed it in. Yeah. He took the money. He used the money. Like he already to spent get it all. Armor upgrades. Yeah. Just for a selfish ass reason. And yeah. then it clicks in his head that he just can't do that. Like yeah. most shows in that situation would have had him turn down the money and take the baby and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. But Plus, they had him do the wrong thing first. Mm-hmm. And then learn from then it. Then realize brilliant. that it was the, then make him find out. Like, and the cool thing about that too is that like you can tell that he 100% knows that that is the that is the bad decision. That is what a bad person does, but he does it anyways, but it's after the fact is when is when he finally comes to terms with the fact that he disagrees with it mm-hmm. and that he doesn't actually want mm-hmm. to do it. And another that super makes a fucking interesting character. A super interesting part of that episode that I they they never touched on it again, which is Part of me wishes that they did, but I'm I'm also kind of glad that they didn't because it was just a cool little one-off thing. But um, Omid Abdahi's character, who plays yeah. the the doctor that's working on him, mm-hmm. for some reason they could have just made him an evil doctor who's experimenting on this little child. Yeah, they made him like he to me it felt genuine that he actually cares for this child and he didn't want to hurt it. Like that seemed super genuine to me. That he wasn't trying to hurt the child and he was actually looking for a way to save it himself. Like to me, that they didn't need to do that. Like yeah. they could have just had but him be typical evil doctor man, fucking does yeah. experiments on baby. But no, they, but, they went but the it extra totally mile. worked. Yeah, it was great. It's great. And yeah. I'm hoping he comes back in, in season two. You know what? He's great. He's a great me actor. Too. He's a great actor, mm-hmm. and and I I think his character would be awesome in in the second season. I would love for that character to become a better person, mm-hmm. like join the good guys, yeah, or what well, we're assuming they're supposed to be the good guys. Yeah. Um. So, okay. First, let's 
let's break down this this uh, episode seven, the reckoning, the second to last one. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode that really makes you, because two episodes prior, they do a small little hint right at the very very end about Moff Gideon, mm-hmm. uh, of him going up to who is the body uh, Giancarlo of that, Esposito's character, who's Giancarlo Esposito great fucking get for them by the way <laughs> oh 100 percent, hundred thousand percent bro he's uh, great and the episode quick little rundown for people listening if you haven't seen the show why the fuck are you listening to this but you know you should stop listening now if you haven't seen the show <laughs> um i i thought the fucking second to last episode was great i thought it was so, so good, good. I think Moff Gideon is a great villain, even mm-hmm. though we barely know anything about him, but then also know so much. Mm-hmm. Like the the second the last two episodes did so much great work for the show because I was no matter how the season ended, I was gonna watch the second season. Mm-hmm. Because I liked it enough where even if it didn't have that great of an ending, I still would have watched it. Yeah, it, it was still going to be a quality Star Wars story on a smaller but scale, which is exactly what I want. The coolest thing that I like about the finale of the f- first season is it answers qu- it answers all the questions that the overarching plot of the first season were asking. But instead of reopening new story questions, they opened character questions. Mm-hmm. Because all I want to know are two things: one, what happened to uh, what happened to Mando after Death Watch saved him when he was a child, which we'll get to Death Watch in a fucking second. Because I was losing my shit when I realized that it was Death Watch. And second, how the fuck did Moff Gideon get a Mandalorian dark saber? That's all I care about. <laughs> That's all That's I enough. care about at this point. And that's that is more than enough for me to want to want, keep watching. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, when that like when that little like blade poked out of his Tie Fighter, I was like, that that's not a dark saber. And then he cut himself out, and he got out, and it was a dark saber. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like shit. Mm-hmm. That's fucking like, sick. Yeah. Well, because like earlier in the episode, the the person, um, the the blacksmith, the Mandalorian blacksmith, mm-hmm. she mentions. Like, they're talking about Jedi and stuff like that. And then they're talking about them being the enemies. But then she mentions the fact that actually they're not all enemies and that there was a Mandalorian, like, like the great Mandalorian, who trained with the Jedis. And, like, she doesn't specifically mention the Darksaber, but... She's very much hinting at the Darksaber. Yes. Like, and those, like it, those two stories are lick. Yes, yes. Like, any sort of ancillary knowledge of extended Mandalorian lore makes you know that... The Mandalorian, who trained with the Jedi, eventually wanted to create the most powerful lightsaber that he could, and he was able to create a lightsaber, a dark saber, I guess, which is incredibly powerful. It's the most powerful saber that there is. It could, I believe, it can even cut through other lightsabers. I, I, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, it's ridiculously powerful, and, and it's super cool looking. Yeah, and and I remember when when it cuts the uh, pans over to his crashed Tie Fighter, and when you hear. The fucking the, the the iconic sound of a lightsaber starting up in my head. I I'm like, oh shit, 
he's got the dark saber because like they like in my opinion there's no other reason to bring that up earlier in the episode there's no reason to remind you there's no reason of the mandalorian that trained with the jedi there's no reason for that but then once i heard that i was like oh fuck they were reminding you of that in your head so that you were prepared to see this and then he cuts through and you see it and it looked fucking incredible. It looked, it looked so perfect. Because cool. it's only ever been seen in the animated show. Yeah. And, it and then looks I think really in a good. couple comic books, I think. Yeah. But it's never been seen in live action. Live and action. holy fuck and it does it look fucking amazing. amazing. And and the thing I love about it too is that that's like a ripped design right from the animated shows. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that's what I love about the show so much is that it's like me as a fan of the animated shows. It, it's really making me feel that all that, even though like I still would have appreciated the time that I took out of my life to watch the animated shows. Cause they're so good, but it's like, it's a double like confirmation for me that like that time wasn't wasted. Cause they're introducing so much stuff mm-hmm. that was popularized or created from the animated show and they're bringing it into the main canon in the Mandalorian and in the movies. And it's awesome to see. Like that's why, even though the dark saber is super cool and it was a great scene, I am more excited about the possibilities that they brought fucking death watch into the show too. I thought that was super fucking cool. Like, cause when I saw like when I saw, you know, that Mandalorian, you know, reaching for, um, what was, what was this? Was something, uh, where is it? Uh, Din Jaren, the Mandalorian's character, when he was reaching for Mando when he was a little kid and he pulled him out and I saw that they were wearing blue armor. It didn't click in my head originally, but then when I saw the, when I saw the blue armor and the symbol on their shoulder, I was like, that's fucking death watch. <laughs> I was like, that is fucking death watch. And that is super cool, but it makes so much sense. Like it, it makes it makes so much sense, but then I still have a million lingering questions, mm-hmm. and that's how a finale should be. It should yeah. it should be like that. It was great. I felt it was such a good finale to me because it perfectly wrapped up season one, right? Mm-hmm. Mandalorian or um, yeah, Mando gets away with Baby Yoda. They're seemingly safe. It wraps it all up. They, you know, wiped out the em- the empirical presence on that planet. Blah, 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 blah. Done. And then they just give you that little thing at the end where it's like, bit extra. hey, here's what you can come back for next year. And you're like, yeah. oh, will I sure will. <laughs> I sure hope it does. I sure fucking hope it does. Because, man, yeah, the- that's a great way to tease another fucking season of a TV show. I will say we will need to pour some out for our homie quill yep rest in peace quill but a main but like let's be honest here a main character had to die yeah they had to because then they're because then like by them killing off quill like that super easy Mm -hmm. no questions asked it was done just by a stormtrooper over done dead if that didn't happen and then if a main character didn't die, the threat doesn't Yeah, it seem makes the empire imposing. seem a lot less threatening if they so, literally can't do anything. <laughs> like with 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 Queel dying and then finding out the main villain has a fucking dark saber, that just makes them a thousand times more terrifying. Yes. You know, also, 
I think I told you about this after you watched the last episode of Mandalorian. I had one concern about three quarters of the way, like pretty close to the ending of the finale that immediately was eradicated the second that final scene happened. Genuinely, there was a moment that when the TIE fighter crashed, I sat back and I was like, did they just fucking kill off Moff Gideon like that? (laughs) I was like, oh no. I'm like, did this show just get bad? But then I was like, I'm going to wait. Oh wait, the episode's not over. The episode's not over. And then I waited. And then the final scene happened. I was like, sick tight because i don't care how he survived don't give a shit yeah people are like he there's no way he would have survived that explosion who shut up shut up fuck star wars i don't give a shit who cares shut up star wars how did as long as he randomly fly into that perfect vent in empire strikes back and land on that weird antenna who cares star wars shut up (laughs) like yeah nothing nothing matters yeah, so it was just like I was just worried that like they killed him off so easily. I'm like, how do you get a character like uh, actor like Giancarlo Esposito, get him to play the main villain, make him super interesting, make him seem really, really, really smart as well, mm-hmm. and, and ruthless then kill as him fuck. off like brutal. Ex- exactly, but then like kill him off like right away. I was like, what the fuck, and then he, he was still alive, and I was like, sick, yeah. tight, rad, dope, yeah. awesome. I didn't. Wa- I basically didn't want another Snoke. Is basically yes. what I wanted. Yes. I didn't want a super interesting character that seemed dies. really cool, super myster- mysterious, and then dies like right away. And you're like, the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm perfectly on board for season two. I thought they did a great job. Me too. Also, still I'm- like how they didn't answer everything. You still don't know what the Empire really wants with Baby Yoda. Yeah. You don't know what they were doing with it when they were experimenting on him. You don't know, like, there's still, of course, Baby Yoda growing up, like, you know, reaching his full potential, because we still don't even know how that species ages. Yeah. Because, like, it's been said a billion times about the show, if you look at, you know, human aging versus Yoda's species aging, that baby being 50 and still being that low developed doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, it leads me to believe that they obviously age very differently. So, who knows? Maybe season two, it ages up quite a bit, becomes Teenage Yoda or something. I don't know. <laughs> like like Teenage Groot. Yeah. But I do have to say one thing that kind of I'm getting super sick of. A little over Baby Yoda memes now. A little over it. Me, t- me too. I was over it a while ago. Like, we get it. Yeah, Baby Yoda is really cute. cute. Really fucking is, cute. Which he is. People that deny that, they're fucking crazy. He's cute as fuck. Yeah. And like, and thankfully, the memes aren't ruining when Baby Yoda's in the show. Yeah. Like every time Baby Yoda's in the show, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, man!" I'm like, "Look at this cute little." Yeah, anytime sack he of does shit. anything, like when when he's like, "Hey, baby, do the do the hand thing," and then he just waves that was at him. So, that was adorable. That was so fucking funny. Yeah. Dude, oh, that killed me. Or like when um, uh, when IG Eleven puts baby yoda on the front of the speeder after he kills the two stormtroopers by the way fuck those stormtroopers oh, for punching baby yoda so much um and then like fuck baby yoda's just looking baby. side to side like screaming in excitement mm-hmm. dude that got me i was like hell yeah dude, that's, like, so, that's so sick yeah. i think like what probably saves baby baby yoda for me besides just his cuteness is that besides him being the main crux of the show and of the plot they actually get baby yoda to do things yeah like he's actually helpful to the crew and to the story. Like he does something and it affects something. Yeah, he's not just a liability. 
you know? Yeah, exactly. Like you would expect for a, a baby in a story to be like just totally. a liability, you know? I also like the fact that they, they threw in a little bit of him genuinely being dangerous when um, yeah. uh, Cara Dune is being force choked by him, but he doesn't yeah, know what he's dude. doing. Like, because he's a baby, he doesn't know what he's doing to her, but like he's killing her. <laughs> like, that was yeah, super interesting. Was, I hope they, that was so hardcore. I hope they touch in a little bit more on that in season two. Like, him, yeah, you know, not understanding like his own powers. To. Yeah. 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 I also I also really like how they're doing the production of the show. Where it's like they did the first season, Disney was like, sick, it looks awesome, people will watch it, do a second one. And they're like, okay. But like John Favreau had already written a second season already, mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, you're already done? Okay, then uh start it uh can you start it on Monday? Because like <laughs> they started filming season two before season one was finished airing mm-hmm. like a couple episodes in they were already starting they're filming right now yeah which to so be that's honest, the only reason why we're getting it so quickly yeah that's really smart of them to do because so fucking smart disney in my opinion has a really big problem on their hands right now and that is we're still months away from any of the mcu shows coming out yeah what the fuck is disney plus useful for right now like, obviously, you know, for the nostalgia of watching old shows and blah, 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 Disney, yeah. whatever. But, like, they don't have, like, what new originals do they have coming anytime soon? They have none. They don't, so they they don't really have a lot of to get scripted on originals. Quick. And that's, like, my issue is that they don't have mm-hmm. a lot of scripted originals. Because, like, yeah, they have, like, the Jeff Goldblum show, which, like, isn't bad. It's, you, you know, know, I watched some of the one he did on esports. That was interesting. But, like, it's okay. It's yeah. not something that I'm like clamoring to watch every week. No. When I remember it's on, I'm like, oh. And then when I have time, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just throw it on. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll throw it on while playing video games or something. And, and I get a couple laughs out of it because Jeff Goldblum's funny. But other than that, I'm like, nah, I don't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, But like the Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. you know, series, that's going to be awesome, especially because it's yeah. going to be head by uh, Deborah Chow, who filmed like a shit ton of episodes like mm-hmm. she directed the second to last one for the mandalorian yes she's great um she's fantastic you know we have mandalorian like i yeah like i don't know what they're gonna do until you know uh hopefully they can ride on the mandalorian and nostalgia for those shows long enough until one of the mcu shows comes out yeah and they like in my opinion the whatever the first MCU MCU show that comes out, I don't know which one it is. I'm assuming it's um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm assuming that's the first one, or maybe it'll what either if? be it'll be either that one. I think it'll either be it's either going to be what if uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision because I know all like what if was started a while ago, mm-hmm. but like Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision are filming right now. I don't know if Loki is, and I don't think Hawkeye is either, No, but I know those three th- films, all, uh, those three shows are 100% in like in the process of being made like right mm-hmm. now. So it's one of them. I hope, I really hope that they do a one of the live action and what if Kind of at the same time. Yeah. Because they're clearly doing the weekly episode release, which The Mandalorian and Watchmen have both, like, lit that fire that I used to have of being excited of watching a show weekly again. 
you yes. know, especially with like some of the episodes of Mandalorian, like episode seven, dude, I was so mad. Like I genuinely like that, that second to last episode of Mandalorian gave me fucking anxiety at the mm-hmm. end of it. <laughs> like, I was like, shit. I understand but, the Netflix model of releasing it all at once, but that because I understand people don't want that feeling of feeling angry that an episode's over and you want to get watch the next one. But to me, what the Netflix model has done is I like that feeling is so much worse now when you get to the end of seasons. Cause when yeah. I get to an end of like the only real Netflix original that I'm like super into and I wait for every time is stranger things. When I get to the so end of a season of stranger things, I'm fucking pissed. I'm really mad because I know I have to wait so fucking long for the next season. And then the next season comes out and I watch it in a fucking day. And then it's over. I got to wait another fucking two years. Guess what, bitch? Get ready for when you're done The Witcher. You're going to feel the same I feel. Yeah, I'm holding (laughs) off on The Witcher. I have a a surgery coming up and I'm just going to watch it while I'm in recovery for my surgery. That's but yeah, smart. like I, I, I really, like, I really like I, this model, the traditional model of weekly episodes me too. And like, here's the thing, like, and and this kind of goes back to something that you mentioned earlier when when we first started talking about Mandalorian was that the Mandalorian is not like I feel like Netflix didn't create this type of TV show, but it popularized it and it made it kind of a necessity in the tv space which is the mega season Mm -hmm. where it's less like an actual tv show but it's more like a one really 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 long ass movie that has a way higher chance of getting a sequel yeah because of the fact that it's still technically in the tv format Mm -hmm. but mandalorian is not that it's not that at all you know um you can totally binge watch through all of the mandalorian and get the same type of feeling out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that moment of when I was done watching episode seven of the Mandalorian and looking at the calendar and realizing that I had nine days instead of seven until I could watch the finale. I was pissed, but in a good way. Yeah, I was pissed because I could excitement. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait. And I really hope like and I know they're doing that for all of their original shows. And I hope they keep it that way. Yes, me too. Because it, I also feel that I would get more out of, even though Disney Plus isn't very expensive, it's pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. Um, which I'm very happy for. But I feel like, I feel like I got more out of my Disney Plus subscription through watching one show weekly, mm-hmm. over watching an entire season of Stranger Things in three days yeah or an entire season of glow in two Mm -hmm. even though i love those shows so it's just like i feel like i get more out of it because and also because i watch it over a longer period of time i also feel like i browse through disney plus more often Mm -hmm. and i end up watching more stuff in disney plus more often yeah you know i really Um, do think that netflix needs to relook at their model I agree. And and learn from from cuz I feel like a lot of people feel this way too about the Mandalorian liking watching it every week, having something to look forward to, stuff like that. I feel like Netflix really just should bite the bullet and go back to the way it used to be. 
because I totally agree. Yeah, with, with Stranger Things season four coming out, I'm just gonna watch it in a, in a day, like I've done for the last fucking three seasons. And then what? I gotta I, I gotta wait another fucking year, and that that yeah. kills my excitement for it. You know? Yeah, like my excitement for Stranger Things is a very short period of time. Yeah, it's for a week. It is. It's for the week it before the, it comes out, and then the day it comes out, I watch it all, and then it's done. Well, it's the day or two when the first official full-length trailer comes out. It's the week before the season comes out, when it's out, all the way up until maybe a couple days after I'm done. Mm-hmm. Then that's it. But with Mandalorian, I was excited the moment it was announced, the moment I saw the first trailer all the way up until when it came out and I'm st- and we're done and I'm Eight still weeks, excited. Two months. You yeah, have everyone's attention excited. for two months versus and they, and, a day. And they still have it. Yeah. They still got it for me. Especially, especially like, I think it was really, really smart that, and because of the way that they're doing it, you know, they're like, we put a season out. We're going to, we're green lighting a second season already. We're going to start filming it. You know for sure that they knew it was going to come out in fall of 2020 months ago. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. But They've they been wait. planning this for a while, yeah. They wait until the final season airs. The next day, they're like, by the way, fall next year, mm-hmm. we got you. Because if it was just an like, announcement sweet. where they're like, season one, fall 2019, season two, fall 2020, that doesn't give anyone excitement. Yeah. You wait until people Because you know like going it. into the next season, yeah. I mean, in the first season, that no matter how quickly it takes me to get through the show, this is when it when it happens. But they wait till you're done when you're at peak excitement, and then they're like, boom, next year. And you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was genuinely surprised that like, it was going to be that quick of a turnaround time. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. It's going to yeah. be awesome. I feel like and Game I of Thrones it's... set a bad precedent for shows thinking they can just take fucking two years off. No, I mean, Sherlock kind of did that too. Sherlock was fucking like, I think there was one season that was three years in between seasons. I feel like there is a true original culprit for that before Sherlock as well. What's that? And I know it's one of the greatest TV shows of all time and it's one of my favorites. But the original blame kind of has to fall on Breaking Bad for that. Yeah, Breaking Bad did do that. That was pretty annoying. Because of the split up of the fire. Now, thankfully, to Breaking Bad's credit, they did it once. Yeah. One one time and at the end of it worth it 100 percent, totally worth it and it was fine and i and that's totally cool but i'm more so saying if we are to give an original culprit for that we're gonna have to give that to breaking bad sherlock easily the worst for it mm-hmm. because it's the three episodes three like, and then you're done like I totally wait three underst- years. Like I understand why it took so long in between those two seasons because out of nowhere, Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch just I don't know became two of the most popular actors at that time for those years. <laughs> so they had so many like so much shit that they had to do. But weirdly, just enough, don't together. say anything about the show. Oh yeah, weirdly together. <laughs> yeah, that like, was weird how that happened. Really fucking odd. <laughs> but it's like just don't say anything about the show. Just say hey. We're, we are planning on making more, but we just have, it's going to, it's going to be a while, mm-hmm. but it seemed like every year they're like, oh yeah, we're going to start filming in six months, six months pass. Okay. We're going to start filming in a year. Yeah. A year passes. Uh, okay. We're going to start filming in six months. It's like, just don't say anything. Yeah. Just don't say anything. It's fine. 
Stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at an hour and a half now, Jamie. We're at an hour and a half, and I, I, I gotta eat. I gotta eat food. I am so hungry. No, I can pizza, hear my stomach rumbling. Pizza got to your house three minutes into the recording of the podcast. So three minutes into recording the podcast, <laughs> pizza came in. Ridiculous. You gotta plan your pizza uh, better, bro. Hey, I I can't. I I we did we did plan it. It just took a while to get here. Fair. All right. Well, that was it. All right. Um, well, that that was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed um, it, except for that first half where we talked about that piece of shit. Except for that first half. Yeah. Um, all of our social medias and all that shit are in the episode notes. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. are we doing next week, Jamie? Next week, I think it's supposed to. What is next week? <laughs> is that? <laughs> are we doing decade? Decade. Yeah, decade. Witcher. Hmm. Because you should be done it by then, hopefully. If not, we got some backups. Just make sure to start watching. Drumroll, please. Uh, the Spider-Man movies. We're gonna do a Spider-Man deep dive. Yep. Uh, and I believe we talked about Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, we're gonna do Lord of the Rings at some point as well. I think I think I might spa- I think I might swap the release of episodes around a little bit, depending on just to like kind of have a break in between. Have like you know decade a deep dive witcher than another deep dive. So mm-hmm. it's not two in a row. Uh, I also have some other ideas that I, that I thought of of stuff that we can do for an episode. Um, but I'll talk to you about that afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, next episode should be a decade in review um, where we basically talk about our favorite and least favorite things to come out in the last 10 years um, across movies and TV shows, which will be recording and it will come out after new year's so yes. just like how this episode will be out after new year's <laughs> yeah yeah because we're an episode ahead hey but uh yeah so that's going to be the next one to look forward to is a decade in review i gotta start that soon like yeah. asap so because i'll start I, writing notes be a lot, now there's gonna be a lot of notes mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i think that's it yeah um okay. Tell me about it. I guess you can stop listening now. <laughs>